what I'm about to say. Hey. I thought you were starting. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Shelby. And this is Courtney. And thanks for joining us today on All Things Macabre. Here on All Things Macabre, we discuss all the things under the topic of odd, weird, true crime, supernatural, and fiction. This podcast contains language and content that is not suitable for all listeners, so listener discretion is advised. If you find a topic we are discussing interesting, we encourage you to do some research on your own. You never know what you may learn. We are just a couple of old friends telling each other stories that we find interesting. And hoping that you'll enjoy and laugh along with us. Through some stories that are weird, true, or fictional that will just make you say, what the fuck? And now, for the fun part. Hey, Macabre Mob, it's Shelby. And Courtney. And today, we're gonna go a little different. We're gonna... Embrace the macabre. The macabre. The macabre side of Winnie the Pooh. Before we get into that, though, let's kind of explain to them why we chose to do this. Or, I mean, I... You wanted to do something. something different, yeah. And then I brought this idea yeah. along with it. So, what was it you wanted to talk about? I told you that I was wanting to just kind of talk about mental health in general. Because I know right before we... This was a last minute decision... Not gonna lie, guys. Um, but right before we decided to record, I told you that I think it would be n- nice to open up about kind of like how we are right now and kind of yeah. update everybody. Um, because we didn't think we were gonna record today, hence why this is a last minute thing. But when we did it, I was like, well, I guess it kind of is a kind of is a good way to explain to them what's going on. Because I told you, I can tell it in my voice and just kind of mm-hmm. like how I'm just like, well, about everything. It's because of my mental health is like in the dumpster. <laughs> and everyone's got some kind of mental problem at some point in their life. Yeah. And really, we need to be able to talk about things and get rid of the stigma that's attached to it. I, I agree. I mean, I am a mental health worker, so I'm always try or a mental health professional. And I try to encourage to end the stigma. I even have a end the stigma on my sticker on my water bottle. You do. You do. <laughs> so you need to be able to talk about mental health and it everyone is. needs to understand that everyone goes through problems. Uh, just because someone's depressed doesn't mean they're just some freak that's always depressed. Just because someone's this or that doesn't mean anything. I mean, a lot of people don't even know that I've been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And I can snap mm-hmm. real quick. I've learned how to control it over the years, but I've had to go get help. I was going to say therapy has helped you a lot. A whole lot. I was a whole different person 10 years ago. That's another thing. I think the therapy is something that also needs to be talked about in more of a positive aspect and not have a stigma. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I don't want to go see a shrink, you know. But it's not that. It's really, you know, like I was talking to you about it before. About how I feel like therapy is like that unbiased friend that you can just talk to about whatever. And you just pay them to not tell anyone else. 
Kind of give them a little hush money. Yeah, that's it. That's just a friend you give some hush money to. And they help you process how to think things through in better ways. Yeah. That's, that's really it. They they teach you things that you already know, they just may not have clicked yet. I'm just going to reiterate that the hush money thing was a joke. Oh, it's absolutely a joke. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, we have to cover our asses, Shelby. <laughs> But anyway, that is kind of what led us into doing Winnie the Pooh because you told me about a conspiracy theory that I had completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. You know, hashtag brain damage. Because I love conspiracy theories. And so do I. I was somewhat familiar with it, but not as in depth. This is something that I think that we can really talk about and bring to light because it falls under the umbrella of macabre anyway. It, it is. <laughs> and you know there's a new movie coming out. So, like, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey or something? No. Yes, I'm ah, I'm torn on it. I'm really torn. Is this a real thing, though? Yeah, so I actually watched the trailer on it, and it came out February this year. Um, It's not cheap to watch yet. So I'm I'm waiting for it to hit one of the platforms I I can stream stuff on. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I'm really torn between it because I like Winnie the Pooh. But this is the horror side of it. It's actually like Christopher Robin returning after college or something, and everything's gone to shit, and they're all like really pissed off at him. I don't know. I'll I'll let you watch the trailer later. But I'm really excited to watch it, so I'm gonna see it sometime. I'm skeptical. I don't know. I'll I'll let you take one for the team. That doesn't sound like something that I would watch because I just no. I just, <laughs> no. Well, you know, I'm a little weird anyway. You also like to watch bad movies, and I can't do it. I love bad movies. I cringe. I just can't do Wait, it. That, uh, that one we watched the <clears throat> other day, it was uh, Sharks of the Corn. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> there just, were fucking sharks swimming through corn. Swimming, <laughs> as in people running through the cornfield with, like, uh, these little signs of, like, a shark fin on a... Yes! Like a... Uh, it, you know, it reminded me of, like, a fin on a stick. Yeah. Like, running through through the fields. And, oh, the best part was the body parts. They had gone to, like, Party City or something. (laughs) (laughs) They were so bad. It was great. But, yeah, so there is a conspiracy theory on Winnie the Pooh, getting away from the blood and honey one, that they were all mental illnesses, different mental illnesses or disorders. Of whose? Of whom? They were actually all considered different (laughs) disorders that Christopher Robin had. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry I kept interrupting you because I just sound like a complete idiot whenever I said of whom's. I can never get that shit right. Of whom? (laughs) I can never get it. I have to act like I'm educated, you know? (laughs) Okay, so one of the things that is said is Christopher Robin has either dissociative identity disorder or DID mm-hmm. and or schizophrenia. Okay. He had he has this whole two it didn't specify, but I have just heard schizophrenia. But you've gotta think Winnie the Pooh is based on him locking himself in his room and playing with his animals, bringing them to life, right? Mm-hmm. So he created the Hundred Acre Woods and everything. Yeah. So that's one personality he has in one reality and then in 
reality reality has a whole nother thing going for him. So the hundred acre wood is like a or an escape for him? Yeah. So, okay. you know, maybe when he's struggling with the real world, he goes and escapes. He goes to the hundred acre wood. Yeah. It's so also... It's a disassociative thing. It is. And it's also where people can be uncertain or unclear about their real personality. So he, he might have trouble distinguishing the two. They all blur together. And he's... Kind of like bouncing in between, I guess, in a way. But it seems like the Hundred Acre Wood is like his comfort area. Because like, yeah. like I said, it was like his way to dissociate. Yeah, from he dissociates from everything. Reality. And then the schizophrenia, he doesn't just have this world, you know. He goes way beyond what most imagination would be. Like, I used to play with animals and stuff, stuffed animals and stuff, and make them whatever, mm-hmm. react scenes or, you know, I was a kid, whatever, doing have, kid like, stuff. I these lions, and I would, like, recreate the scenes from The Lion King. <laughs> I did, too, actually. <laughs> Generational type things, you know. Alright, so with schizophrenia, you've got the possibility of hallucinations. Yeah. He's so in-depth in this stuff, it's like hallucinations. Okay. So, that and the complete split from reality, they, yeah, disassociative identity disorder and schizophrenia. And or. I feel like I need to bring up my DSM pose. Yeah, I wish you had it, actually. It's a whole thing. It would have came in handy, though, for real. So, starting with the big one. Poo. Winnie the Pooh. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess it does fit, but no. Uh, actually, he is said to have an eating disorder. Binge eating. I don't feel like an ass. Well. <laughs> I mean, he does have a tummy. I feel like you, Pooh. I feel like you. But he he was always chasing honey. He was always trying to eat something. Usually honey, but he was always eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually honey. Always trying to get honey, doing stupid things to get honey and everything. He was eating for comfort, for security. He he needed it. He used food for comfort. Sounds like he has like a, well, obviously a food disorder, but um, he has an attachment to food. Yeah. Kind of like a survival thing in a way when you grow up and you don't have access to food. There's, you know, a sense of security in it, knowing that you have it within reach of you at the moment so you just continue to just gorge on everything because it reminds you of the time that you didn't have it and they also say that Pooh had adhd which i may be wrong but i lean more towards add mm-hmm. but tigger adhd yes definitely but Pooh is so forgetful and he's he's distracted all the time he easily loses track of time. He's always late. Isn't he the one that goes, oh, bother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a short attention span on stuff. Like, he's always focused on what he's obsessing over at the time. He's hyperfixating on shit. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> sorry, Red is down here. He is inside because it's about to storm. <sighs> I'm sorry, everybody. Let's just pause this for a second. Yeah. So now, we'll go to, I think it's one of everyone's favorite. My favorite. Tigger? Tigger. Because the most wonderful things about Tiggers. 
Our tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made of rubber. Their bombs are made of spring. Yeah. So that's fancy, 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 fun, 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 fun. The most wonderful things about tiggers is I'm the only one. My favorite. <laughs> so, Tigger is known to have ADHD. We already said that, yeah. <laughs> so he's off the wall, he's bouncing around everywhere, he goes crazy. Like, he's always <laughs> fun-loving, gotta go do something, always always gotta do something, can't sit still. Yeah, that's accurate, though. He's, he, homie needs some meds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the things about it, is he has really risky behaviors. He doesn't think about things before he does it. He doesn't think of any... Exactly. He's extremely impulsive. So that that's showing that it could be ADHD. Also, the nerd in me is like, I wonder how old... If Tigger was a like human, how old he would be? Because I'm like, is your brain fully developed? <laughs> I, I do wonder. I do. That's the nerd in me. <laughs> but... Between his impulsivity and his super hyperactivity, mm-hmm. ADHD, I, I think that's pretty fitting. Yeah, I agree. It, the math is mathing on that one. It is, it is. And then we have one of your favorites. Me? Is it your favorite? <laughs> Eeyore. Eeyore. I love Eeyore. Now, Eeyore is more relatable as I get older in life. I've always had a spiritual connection to Eeyore. I mean, he's just me. I'm just, what is it this time? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, why bother? <laughs> why bother? Yes. Why even try? Yeah, so I, I'm starting to relate more and more to him, but... Depression is real, y'all. Depression. And you're relating to him now. Yes. He's always struggling with depression, no matter what it is, though. He struggles with clinical depression. That's what I have. and. It's like no matter what he does, yep. he can't find happiness. Yep. It fucking sucks, man. It does. I had to get on the medicine for it. I mean, my medicine works until it doesn't, and then I have to try it again, and then it's playing. I went through several, and I had some really bad ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same, because it's what sucks is like you already are just so just done with everything. It is. And for the record, I'm not suicidal, but some of the medicines enhance that It does. Feeling. The feeling. You may not re, you may not act on it, or you may not plan it, but you feel it. So this is my PSA. If by chance you do feel that, of course, speak to your. uh, I was going to say your PCP, but your primary care physician, and get that addressed because that is something serious that needs to be looked into. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So I mean, that that fits him. He's always negative. He's always got a negative perspective on pretty much everything. He, <laughs> I'm ignoring everything that you're saying because I feel like you're talking. He has about no me. energy, uh huh, and uh, he's always down. I know. He's always got something to complain about. <laughs> I don't. It really fits you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's I, okay. I'm here for you. I try not to complain all the time, but damn. But do notice. Do notice that he does go hang out with the friends whenever they beg him to and mm-hmm. get him to. So. You had to physically During drag those times, he has smiled. Yeah. He has smiled. So remember, you know, you can still have happy times. Everyone has some kind of depression at some point in their life. Oh, yeah, for okay? sure. Be there. Be there for your friends. Even when they don't want to hang out, keep on until you realize they need to hang out. and Go hang out with them. 
I've had people just come over and bring me food before just to hang out and see if I'm mm-hmm. all right. And I don't want anyone there. But Same. it feels good. And you take that little bit of time, and that little bit of time with someone really makes a difference. I can't remember who it was. I, I think I told you it was like, I think it was my mom. I may be wrong. But, I, um, you know, like I said, my mom had mentioned that she hears like how we introduce ourselves mm-hmm. when the podcast goes or you know starts and you're always like hey everybody this is shelby and i'm like and courtney you know yeah she, she, like tigger and eeyore and that's, <laughs> that's exactly what she said is that you're tigger and i'm eeyore because it's just like i'm courtney and i mean i don't like coming across that way but it's it sucks but it's who i am you know thanks to the good old brain chemicals <laughs> Well, now we're going to go for another one of people's favorites. Piglet? Good old little Piglet. So, Piglet is known to have anxiety. I feel Piglet, too. And I, I've i always liked Piglet as well. Yes. But it fits. Eeyore, I mean, he's always anxious. Eeyore and Piglet were my favorites watching the show, and God, did I not know that that was a little bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Obviously, Piglet's always feeling like he's a bother to other mm-hmm. people. Um, that's an anxiety trait. I have some anxiety. Mm-hmm. So do I. Fun note here. I don't know how much y'all are into Winnie the Pooh, but it is said that Piglet's anxiety actually stems from emotional trauma that he got while trying to trap Hufflepuff. Hufflepuffs? No. <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> Hufflepuff is Harry Potter, fool. <laughs> This is, it's wrong. It's called Heffalumps and Woozles, not Hufflepuff. I know it says Hufflepuff in there, but it's. <laughs> oh my God. I thought Heffalumps and Wait, Woozles. Wait, I'm thinking Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. That's fucking That's Sesame mo- Street. Yeah, yeah, okay. Jesus. All right, so Heffalumps. 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 And Woozles. So, they think that Piglet got his anxiety. <laughs> Look, you know we've been on this Harry Potter kick, okay? I'm just going to leave this in for everyone. I- I'll just let that slide. I'll let everyone call me a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I can't breathe. That was a I good mean, one. to be fair, you know we've been, like, listening to the audiobooks. Yes. And then watch the it movie did afterwards. Say, so. It did say in it, that article, Hufflepuff. I should have caught that. It did, but that's why, at first, because I'm not reading it, that's why I looked at you and I was like, <laughs> Hufflepuff is Harry Potter. Like, bitch, what are you talking about? Okay, okay. <laughs> well, Piglet got emotional trauma stemming from... A Heffalump? Yes. Now, as far as that goes, I don't know. I don't remember. But I thought that was further on in the series. Heffalumps and Woozles come... Yeah. Tigger's always chasing them, though. Okay. So, He's they always may have them. been along. Maybe along something happened. Before, I don't know. There's actually a specific episode with Heffalumps and Woozles and, and the characters. We may just have to watch it. That's... I don't realize, I didn't realize how much I actually know about the show until yeah. we're talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, damn. <laughs> well, Piglet has anxiety, the, the stuttering, like I do whenever I get anxious, and, and, uh, yeah, see, and, <laughs> and all the uh, other uh, stuff. Uh, see, uh, Piglet definitely has anxiety. It fits. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually another one of my favorites. 
And a lot of people don't get it. But now, like you, Mm -hmm. getting older, I relate more. Mm -hmm. Rabbit. Mm -hmm. Good old rabbit. I didn't like him as a kid. I fucking hated him. Because I was like, dude, like, why are you so anal about this shit? But that's exactly it. He's said to have OCD. So. That makes sense. You know, I just said it on a couple episodes ago. I have OCD. Yeah, with your shoes. My shoes and the volume and the ice cubes and all kinds of stuff. Now, Rabbit goes a little bit the other way and needs everything to be tidy in a certain place Mm -hmm. and all that. But it is still OCD. It's organization thing. Yeah. He hyperfixates on. Everything's got to be exactly how he wants it. And he gets pissed if anyone messes anything up. Because technically... If you mess it up, then it's going to be like bad luck to them or it causes anxiety. It causes it's, anxiety in me. It induces anxiety. Yeah, so, and for the I record, mean. You can keep the me fucking up and saying <laughs> anxiety. I can't say it again. That's my payback for making fun of you. So that, that fits to me. Yeah. Now, another one of the main characters, Owl. How much do you remember about Owl? I don't remember. Well, I'll take that back. I remember when he's in episodes, it's mainly based all on him. Yeah. Kind of in a way. And they were like, he likes to be the center of attention. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. Know? Whenever I didn't he like speaks, he wants everyone to pay attention to he's him. He's so smart. He's so intelligent. He knows all these things. He's narcissistic. That. Yes. Makes sense. Now, also, you notice, you know, he's got all the books and he's supposed to be wise and all this other stuff, but... This is something I actually do remember. Whenever he would read and stuff, he would mess per- mispronounce words mm-hmm. and mess them up. Dyslexia. He's kind of overcompensating for his dyslexia. dyslexia. <laughs> I cannot talk. Guys, words are hard today. But he couldn't pronounce the words because of his dyslexia. And he had to overcompensate. And he would get upset about it. And get it. upset and get offended. Which because is where he was. Comes in. He was so. Obsessed with himself looking good. He was all about himself. He was always thinking of himself. Overcompensation. So, narcissistic. So, that that fits. Now, this one is really the last one I've got on the list, but it's kind of a two-for-one. So, we'll go into one and then the other right together, and that's Kanga and and Rue. You remember Kanga and Rue. Mm -hmm. A lot of people forget about them. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised, but they do. Rue was my favorite in a way. I loved him. He was so cute. So, Kanga is said to have social anxiety, and because of that, she's a super overprotective mom. Rue is never anywhere without Kanga around. Mm-hmm. She she won't let him out of her sight. Mm-hmm. So that could be social anxiety. Of course, she is a single mom, so we don't know the past there. I mean, it could have been a bad past. It could have been the the dad got shot. I I don't know. I didn't find anything about his dad. I didn't know I would ever think about Winnie the Pooh and Kanga's baby daddy. (laughs) 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 This is the title. I didn't ever think of Winnie the Pooh and Kanga's baby daddy? Question mark. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> Kangos, baby daddy. <laughs> so I, I never thought about that, but she is definitely overprotective. She's always worried about Rue's safety and 
she's always trying to be cautious in social situations. Hear me out. Kanga froze her eggs and had them fertilized by some random thing or person in the clinic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. In vitro type shit or something. Yeah. And then that's how King. Uh, that's how Rue came along. She didn't have a baby daddy, really. I have a pe- feeling people are gonna call a oh, mental hospital on us. <laughs> <laughs> we are okay. Okay, we are okay. <laughs> We have not taken any drugs. We are just... I. <laughs> this tried is to, what we do. I tried to tell y'all guys from the beginning. We really are two friends just telling each other stories and talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about some stupid stuff sometimes. We just never record it. Yeah. And so, the last one there is Rue. Now, you were talking about how you thought that uh, maybe he had some kind of attention-seeking problem. Attention, yeah. He did a lot of attention-seeking behaviors. Yes. And, well, he was always around Tigger, getting into stuff, being easily influenced. Mm-hmm. And some people say that he is on the spectrum. Which would make sense as to why Kanga was always looking for him. Yeah. And trying to be protective of him. Because she knew that he did not fully fully comprehend boundaries. Or, right. or have full control over impulsivity. That's what I really what I meant. Not necessarily boundaries, but impulsivity. Right, right. Having difficulty controlling the mis... Why can I not talk? Um, controlling impulsive behaviors. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. The only problem with that is the spectrum is so wide. Mm-hmm. You can't really narrow anything down. I mean, we can say he's easily influenced and follows right along with Tigger, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's because it's a spectrum thing, because kids do that. Yeah. He He does have a very strong attachment to his mom, though. But I, I don't know. That's about all I've got. I don't know how to close this one out. Well, this is more like a random rant. All um, right, all right. Winnie the Pooh came about back in about 1925. I think it was first created in 1920. Or his son, like the actual Christopher mm-hmm. Robin, was born in 1920, I believe. But the uh, story didn't come about until about ni- 1925. It first came out in a newspaper. There's a little history there. Um, also, Christopher Robin hates Winnie the Pooh. Really? Really. Now, something that I thought was interesting was I saw the I Hate You Barney thing. Uh, It's a documentary they have right now. Okay. It's about the creator of Barney, her son, actually ended up killing his neighbor, or shooting his neighbor or something. Yeah, so there, there was some trouble in paradise. It was after he was an adult. Damn. He was living out on his own and everything, but he grew up hating Barney. That escalated very quickly. It was, it, yeah. <laughs> it's actually really interesting if you if you watch it. I'll have to give you the info for it. But it's, Barney it's, used to be my shit, so I'm like, damn. It goes in through a lot of different shit through it. It's really interesting. A lot of stuff I didn't know about Barney. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. He grew up hating Barney because he was kind of always... Associated with it? Yeah. I mean, I would hate it, too. And he would always be compared to Barney. Like, his mom would always go do Barney things instead of family things. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. He grew up hating Winnie the Pooh, just like the Barney kid. So fucked up. It is. But I can definitely see it. I've learned, or I've noticed here lately, the past couple episodes you and I have done, we've really embraced the whole macabre aspect of everything. (laughs) 
you know, something I've, I've learned, you know, I deal with borderline personality disorder. I deal with depression. I'm bipolar. Mm-hmm. I, I deal with a lot. OCD, you know, all this stuff. It's a fun time with me. <laughs> but something I have seen is some people say that, that true crime and all the stuff that I'm into and watch all the time and listen to and everything, that it makes things worse. It makes depression worse and all that. It makes I'm you have a negative. Hand. Yeah, it gives you a negative outlook. That's why I really focus on, like, the... I've been doing a lot of conspiracy theories or, um, like, the tarot cards. And I I promise the Ouija board is coming. I would just, you know, like I said, mental health in the dumpster. I text her about it a couple times a week to make sure she's still working on it. I'm like, yeah, I'm still working on it. <laughs> working on it is, is still saved to my computer as my, like, the articles are favorited. I just haven't wrote anything. But anyway. Well, we also wanted to cut loose for one. Yeah, true. Yeah. But it... That's another reason why I think it's important for us to be open and honest about who we are. Because, you know, we're putting ourselves out there regardless anyway. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's good for us to be out in the open and, you know, at least be honest about what we go through. So maybe somebody listening to this can relate and be like, I get it. And I'm not alone. Which is why I want to bring up that point about the true crime and depression. Mm-hmm. You cannot handle true crime whenever you're having depression bouts. Yeah, I can't do it. I, on the other hand, it helps me. I don't know exactly why, but it does help me, like, see that no matter how small and insignificant you feel, Mm -hmm. that can change in an instant, and it won't be good. Maybe you should be small and insignificant. Maybe you should lay low. You know, maybe everything is pretty good. Look at all the other people that have had all this other worse stuff happen. I think it's because I see it every day. Maybe. Very, very likely. But it helps me see things. It humbles like, you. Yeah, it does. There, there you go. It humbles me. So it helps me bring myself out of the funk. It just adds. And then there's also those times where I'm watching it and when I start to get out of the funk, I'll be watching an episode or something and I'll be like, why in the fuck would you even put yourself in that position? And then I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, why would you do that? Why would you do this? And then I'm like, oh, I'm a lot smarter than that. I would never <laughs> put myself in that position. That's and what then you I'm think. like, uh. So, I mean, it kind of gets me talking to myself, as bad as that sounds, talking about mental illnesses now. But it, it'll pull you out of that funk because then you start realizing that you may have more open eyes than other people. And maybe you can help spread that. My whole thing gives you is, some kind of purpose. So, and and t- speaking of purpose, I think when I listen to it or listen to the, the things, it's no, it's, I feel helpless because I know something's already happened if I'm hearing about it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not a good likely outcome. Where my job is, I try to be the one who fixes everything. That's exactly another point I can touch on, on the opposite end of the spectrum. You don't like it because you, you feel helpless. Mm-hmm. You can't fix anything because it's already happened. Mm-hmm. It helps me because I see resolution. I see the people getting arrested or I see the people dying in prison after whatever. You know, I see karma coming back around. So I can see the positive I just look at it as a system failing the victims that it went through. And I'm just like, 
what the fuck you could have done this to save this person but that also yeah. is a personal trigger for me because of what i have experienced in my personal life and i was that person of you know like so basically they have to kill me in order for you to do something that's yeah. what you're telling yeah. me so it definitely everyone is different i mean me and her have been best friends for 15 16 years mm-hmm and we obviously have very different outlooks on things, but that doesn't change anything either. No, everyone is different because we don't take it personal. Don't don't think that just because you like this or don't like that that you're weird. There's someone else out there like just like you. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone tell you you're weird. If, if something makes you feel good and happy, it. if it don't hurt anyone else, Fuck embrace them. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's. If you're depressed because you can't be open about being gay. Yeah. Embrace it. Fuck them. Be yourself. Be happy. Don't let anyone control your life. If you like true crime when you're depressed and everyone says that's awful for you, don't don't watch that. If it makes you feel better, do it. Do it. It's like that poem that you read that one time. Just do it, do it. anyway. Yep, do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Kind of comes full circle now. It does. In Most case you don't know, that's Mother Teresa. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. But that's about all I've got today. My TED Talk. Welcome to our TED Talk. Our, yes. Thank you for attending our TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, uh, the listener support. Oh, that's right. So, we've talked in the past about doing a Patreon, and we obviously have not got our shit together enough to keep our regular podcast going much less do some bonus and deep dives <laughs> at least we're honest <laughs> we are working on it they are still in process but life happens and i hope you guys all understand that life is kicking our ass right now it is so we're doing we, our best but but the podcast is what kind of keeps us you know it afloat. makes me happy i love talking about it all the time we had a slow couple of days and you were a little upset about it kind of yeah. bummed I was like, what happened? I was too. I, I really think it was just a bad couple of days or some technical stuff, but it, anyway. it does it does help. And Spotify now has listener support. Mm-hmm. There's there's two different things. There's a subscription and then there's listener support. What I see of it is in the subscription we can put out bonus episodes like on Patreon. But in the listener support, you can just donate to us, and we don't have to provide anything, as bad as that sounds, other than what we already do. You'll get a warm thank you for us. You will definitely get a warm thank you and a, a mention, definitely. You, I saw on there you can donate, like, 99 cents, four ninety nine or nine ninety nine. You can donate monthly, I think it is. So, we were kind of looking at it and kind of weary of it, because... We were kind of looking for, if you want to donate to us, you can donate a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. But this does look like a good way to go. For all I care, if you want to donate 99 cents to us, go ahead and donate 99 cents and cancel that. It's 99 cents that we didn't have before. That 99 cents would help us. It really would. Because Just be sure you cancel it so it doesn't take it out next month. Yeah, yes. because we Unless don't... you want to. I mean, I, I'll take a dollar every month. I'd be happy. We're not really here to take your money, though. We're not. We're here to provide a service to you. We just wanted to let you know that that is out there. I know my mom's been listening. I know I've got a couple fans out there. We've... We. 
We've got a couple fans out there that I know would. I have a couple fans out here. (laughs) Well, I do have a couple fans. (laughs) Hey, guys. Congratulations again. (laughs) But we we just, we want to put stuff out there. We want to get our viewpoints out. We want to get history out. We want to get information out. We want to just get stuff out to you guys. So you don't have to donate whatsoever. You don't have to do any of that. We just wanted to let you guys know it was there because it does help us. We are looking at getting a second microphone, and I just bought a hard drive, like an external hard drive. They are not cheap, but I had to have it because of the recording episodes, and I really honestly don't want to delete any of our episodes. Right. So if you guys would like to, that option is there. But until next time. Thanks for listening. Every time. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya. All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pylon, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage. All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcasts. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Did this episode make you say, What the fuck?